0: Okay, Grammy. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non Non-crimes.
1: crimes. <laughs> Hi, Kira.
0: <laughs> Hi, Griff. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans?
1: I don't yet. Yeah, maybe a cute little Friendsgiving. Um, we'll see. Like, yeah, we'll see who's around in my network. I Last year was just my roommate and I, which was really nice and chill, but. I have lots of friends, so I'll probably get invited to so many friendsgiving. So I'll just have to pick and choose, really.
0: Hey, <laughs> and and if you're listening, you might as well throw your hat in the ring invite Griff to your friendsgiving. See if he shows up.
1: Uh, and actually, I saw his, your your husband Alex was in town for Halloween um, mm-hmm. here in L.A. And he was like, "When are you coming to New York next?" And I was like, "Oh, well, I, I think I'm going to visit my my parents' farm for sapping season, but I have a wedding." And this, and he's like, "You know, you can just visit." on like a random weekend. And I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) And so honestly, maybe in November, I might like pop over to New York, not for Thanksgiving, but like, I don't know that he inspired me.
0: Yeah, you should. I mean, the flights can be really cheap. Like his was like 150 bucks.
1: Oh, And it was so good seeing him. You just so our listeners know, we're such a champ for his, it's birthday, right? Yeah. His birthday, that actual day you were so nice. You got us tickets to the uh, LA haunted hayride event. Um, Cause Alex loves Halloween and honestly, Kira, it. we had the best time we were at a bar oh. beforehand. We, we were just all like the right kind of adult kitty people for that event. I took a little edible thanks to one of <laughs> our sponsors. No, it was like, we were super thankful. So thank you for doing that.
0: Aw, thanks for going. It was just like, I was getting these pictures of these <laughs> like handsome men having the time of their life at like these haunted <laughs> houses. I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. It
1: is LA shows up for Halloween. Love it or hate it. I think L- LA on Halloween is one of the best places in the world to be. So much creativity. People go in. Totally. It's so fun. Um, do you have Thanksgiving mm-hmm. plans, Kira?
0: I'm headed to Ohio to see a million O'Sullivans. <laughs> oh,
1: O'Sullivan's in Ohio. I forget that that's I like, cannot wait. That's like your uh your mothership, right? Ohio.
0: Um, a little bit, or like Long Island too. They're I mean, they're all over the place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they tend to be. Also, before I get into my crime, I've recently mm. introduced oatmeal to my morning diet, and it has <laughs> <laughs> that's how interesting we are, everyone. Um, it has changed my life. I like can't get over it. <laughs> I just wanted to share that.
0: You just wanted to spread the good word about oatmeal before we begin. Yeah,
1: just in case there are any oatmeal sponsors out there. (laughs) No, it's kept me. It keeps me full longer. I honestly like. Uh, It it, my digestion's much better. It like really has made such a big difference from like a week of doing. I'm pretty shocked by it. I don't know. I just felt like our millennial listeners might might connect with that.
0: (laughs) Hey, maybe I should jump on
1: board. All right, are you? Ready for today's crime, this week's crime. Let's go. This crime was submitted by someone we're calling Jonathan, who in relation to this story is just an innocent bystander. Oh, Yeah, so, you know, different perspective. I'm not going to tell you who's involved because that would give a little secret away to the environment we're diving into. So you ready?
0: Okay, let's go.
1: All right, they begin. Hi, Griffin Kira. I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you for the important work that you do. (laughs) I bring before you a crime from a world that probably doesn't get a lot of credit for its pettiness, but that is absolutely riddled with petty crimes. Hmm. Any guesses what world we're journeying into this week, Kira? Uh,
0: Maybe an elementary school?
1: Ooh, that's a really good idea.
0: I don't know. (laughs) A
1: zoo? No, I don't know. Mm, I'm sure both of those have relevancy, but... They continue. I'm talking about the military. Oh, mm. wow. <laughs> this won't be a surprise to any veteran, but civilians often think of military members as a homogenous group that all think the same. Believe me, nothing could be further from the truth. Interesting. I am in the Yeah. I am in the Air National Guard in parentheses, the Air Force's version of the National Guard, which we could have picked up on, um, which means that we only wear the uniform one weekend a month and then for an additional two-week exercise each year. Gotcha. Yeah, similar to your work cadence at SNL. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) One week you're in uniform, and then the week continues and continues, and then you get a break.
0: So are they working and they're just not in uniform the rest of the time?
1: In terms of like... Oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, I think because I actually was when I was home, I met someone that was in the Army National Guard. And so for her, it was like one weekend. Yeah, she had to be on base in uniform. And then the three other weekends, she was on call, you know, and expected to show up if they needed her. That, that could be completely different than this case, but that's what I'm assuming.
0: Gotcha. And so maybe this person has a civilian job in addition to them serving.
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. Maybe. They'll, right. have to let us, they'll have to let us know.
0: I love going into a crime incredibly underinformed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Maybe one
1: day we'll have the answers, but today is not the day. Nope. Petty criminals. <clears throat> they continue. And because the units are small and local and filled with people from various backgrounds, they are breeding grounds for petty drama. Mm. I'm going to try to explain this crime without having to explain the entire force structure of the military.
0: That sounds good because we wouldn't understand it anyway.
1: <laughs> he says in parentheses, I'm only sort of kidding. I want to <laughs> be clear that despite anything I share here, I like being in the military. And my unit is generally highly professional. We have a little messiness and the occasional dirt bag, in parentheses, official military term. But we get the job done when it comes down to it. Got you. All right. You got your military boots on? You ready?
0: Aye, aye, captain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. On to the crime. He writes a couple of years ago for our annual two week exercise, we partnered with five or six other units to hold a joint exercise a few States away where we could work our equipment and practice our jobs together. Cool. I've seen a few videos of military men working their equipment, but I don't know. That's, that's probably not what this is.
0: (laughs) Easy there, tiger.
1: (laughs) This is, only, this is only a two-teacup episode. I should keep it, keep it reined in. <laughs> yeah. These events are a lot of work, but also a chance to get away, socialize, and explore new places. But I'm legally required to say that the work comes first.
0: <laughs> got you, got you.
1: So, anyway, our unit has a couple of senior enlisted members who seem to always, maybe intentionally, rub people the wrong way. Mm. They are good old boys and have been around the unit for years. In case it isn't clear yet, they are both boomers and both are the villains of this piece. Okay. What, you thought I was going to be unbiased? Perish the thought. (laughs) Master Sergeant Dunn is quieter, but condescendingly dismissive of people he doesn't agree with. Oh, okay. He He once began to explain his theories about what the gay agenda is doing to our kids to a young female airman sometime after having met her wife. Oh boy. Yeah, that's not what this is about, but she's just, or he's just getting context. Sure. Do you have thoughts on the gay agenda, Kira? I love it. (laughs) I love it.
0: I love the gay agenda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Music to my (laughs) rainbow colored ears. (laughs) Master Sergeant Stone, on the other hand, is loud but friendly, but he rarely listens to other people and hasn't bothered to keep current with the equipment since moving into more of a managerial role. Which is annoying because we can't rely on him to help with any of the actual work. Which brings just a quick criminal and minimal, Kira. Criminal and minimal, managers not helping out with employee work. Mm. Because like on one end, you're finally in a managerial position, but you know, sometimes it does behoove you to dip down and help your reports.
0: I think if you've, if your team is underwater and you've got the Mm. time, you should be a team player. But manage yeah management's weird it is weird to kind of be at a place where like your job is to delegate and to yeah. make decisions and work at a higher level it's it's weird
1: yeah I, I hear that so i guess you gotta like pick and choose when to dip down yeah but i gathered that this uh this these sergeants aren't doing that at all
0: no sounds sounds like they should be helping
1: and they're not oh yeah perfect he continues Neither of these guys have endeared themselves to their subordinates, and they're sort of a pain in the butt to their superiors as well. For the record, I am in the subordinates category, but they are not my direct supervisors. Back to the story. Since our event was several states away, we drove our military vehicles, mostly pickup trucks filled with equipment, a 15-passenger van, etc. Dunn and Stone insisted, during all of the planning meetings, on bringing another military vehicle on the trip. Which would make some sense, as it's always helpful to have an extra vehicle. But it means that more people are needed to make the 12-hour drive without switching out. Mm, Okay. So more trucks equals more people. Makes sense. In addition to that, the truck that they picked is a Beast. And Beast is capital B-E-A-S-T. It's loud. It smells. There's no power steering and no air conditioning.
0: Ew! What the hell?
1: But it's decent at hauling stuff. So okay, fine. We'll all do whatever the mission requires, right? Kira, before we start recording, I texted you a picture of what a beast is. So if you wouldn't mind, you'll have oh. to unblock my number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. You see it? Uh huh.
1: Okay. What's it? What are your What are your thoughts? Maybe we'll post this to the. Well, we will post this to the Instagram. What's your thought on the the beast?
0: It's kind of like a golf cart that took
1: steroids. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah, like Dune buggy, but like that's like middle Pokemon. It's fully evolved now. Yeah, yeah. It's the the Charizard of uh, (laughs) of golf carts. Okay, got it. Does does a truck like that like do anything for you? Does it? I mean, does it rev your engine? No trucks in general.
0: It makes me think of my brother.
1: Oh, yeah. So, probably engines turned off on that.
0: But what about you, Griff? Does a truck like that rev your engine?
1: <sighs> Kira, I don't, it, it doesn't make me toxic to say yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be Pardon? honest, this entire crime so far, you've had a shit-eating grin on your face. I'm, like, picking up on, like, light military fantasies. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I love, I love uniforms. I, like... I don't know. I, you know, fun fact, actually, I almost got recruited. Well, I was being recruited for West Point out of high school. Wow! And I obviously chose to go to um, Boston College. Um, mm-hmm. But I imagine, imagine me coming out of West Point and what I would have I done mean, at West Point.
0: Y- you would have run the joint, but Ugh. I, I am terrified of that version of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would love to play like a military kind of like strict character. And maybe that's totally. why seeing a truck like this, like the Beast, uh, makes me feel certain ways. I also grew up in the country, as you all know, and like everyone, like just loved trucks. I never mm-hmm, had one, mm-hmm. but like you know, the boys that I had crushes on in high school had trucks. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the truck. Kira seems to not love them.
0: No, I, I like him in the sense that like, it makes me smile, makes me think of my brother. I just, oh, I wouldn't, it. it just, it doesn't like, I'm not like, woo.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Got it.
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> let's fast forward a bit. We drive the beast, which is not hauling anything by the way, and the other vehicles for 12 plus hours. Of course, Dunn and Stone are nowhere to be found when it comes to driving the beast. Mm. We get there. We start unpacking equipment and doing work. It's a small training base, 10 minutes from a little town on a really big lake. Very cool and very fun. Cool. We waste no time in locating a, I hate this word, and locating a brewery and a coffee (laughs) shop, as well as a big department slash grocery store and a restaurant chain we don't have in our area. There's also hiking, fishing, stuff like that. You can check out a bike or a kayak from the base for free with all the protective equipment. Some of the other units even brought campers and have bonfires at night. It's a total blast. Also, work is presumably getting done this whole time. He writes. Gotcha. Um, it sounds fun, right? It sounds like kind of adult summer camp.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm confused as to what the work is they're doing, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to assume that they're doing they're doing work and the work is good. I don't
1: get it either in the email, and we've mentioned it like testing equipment or like like the joke i made they were working their equipment i don't really know right. what that means maybe like oil i my picturing is definitely not what's happening <laughs> um i don't know what are you about
0: is. to say oil something with like,
1: oil yeah like oiling their guns <laughs> like i don't know
0: okay so griff and i are assuming that all day long they're oiling their guns and then at yeah. the night they go to the cheesecake factory.
1: <laughs> I'm picturing like, you know, it's like top gun. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh all of my picturings are clouded by either movies or <laughs> certain films. <laughs> hey. And Kira, you sneaky love bonfires. When you came up to the farm on Memorial Day weekend, you were like, mm-hmm. one of the first things you asked, you're like, will there be a bonfire? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love bonfires.
1: That is, I love them too. That's like basically what we did in high school. All right, back to the crime. A few days into the exercise, <laughs> which we don't know what that means, a few days into the exercise, done in stone, came back from town with two brand new kayaks in the back of the beast.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: Remember, the de- remember the department store we don't have in our area? Well, that store was apparently having a major sale on sporting gear and they got a good deal on kayaks.
0: Okay, so I'm assuming they bought two kayaks with their own money and they're going to bring them back after this 12-hour drive to their hometown, question mark?
1: Yeah. Yep. You're on the right track. Honestly, if these two had been decent people and well-liked to start with, it might not have been a big deal. However, someone was going to have to drive this beast of a truck just to cart around these guys' stupid kayaks. And at this point, it becomes what the military calls, quote, a moral issue. Oh, People start to grumble about it. And this is where the gossipy nature of the military comes in. The story, mm. the story spreads like wildfire. People, people in other units start asking us about it. The theory is this, Kira. <laughs> Don and Stone somehow knew about the kayak sale ahead of time, and that was why they lobbied for the extra truck in the first place.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: that means they intentionally added complications to our event to save some money and make the unit transport their newly purchased kayaks home.
0: I think that they're onto something. <laughs> I, yep. I Yeah, because it's I mean you a kayak isn't really like a spur of the moment purchase.
1: Not really. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Hmm. hmm. After about a week of everyone whisper networking the story all over the base, <laughs> our <laughs> objections got around to the senior master sergeant who planned the whole event. She, work, she just <laughs> said, uh, those two again, I guess it's only fair that they be the only ones who drive the Beast home. And instead of talking to them, she adjusted the roster accordingly and waited for them to wow. find out on, on the day of the drive home.
0: Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's if it is like the picture that you sent to me and that I'm sure you'll post on Instagram, the Beast seems miserable to drive for 12 hours. Yeah. There's no like... There's no windows.
1: Yep. It's uncovered. I'm assuming that these trips are done in the summer Mm -hmm. because it'd be super hard to execute in the winter. So it's probably super hot. Yeah. They said no AC. Yeah. And just like loud and like. Wow. Damn. Technically, that should have been the end of it. But here comes the true petty crime. (sighs) The rumors or the roster must have eventually gotten around to Dunn and Stone because Dunn drove back into town and returned his kayak without telling Stone while Stone was working a night shift the day before we left. So now we're rounding home. So now Stone is the only person transporting a kayak in the beast. (laughs) Not that that really changed how everyone else felt about the situation, nor did it change the driving roster. So The two of them still had to drive 12 hours home together, carting this one kayak home in the beast of a truck with no air conditioning. Wow. We already have our opinions on our end. Now you get to decide if they are truly guilty. XOXO, Jonathan. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Military, be petty. Yeah. I've I've got six verdict questions prepared for the petty crimes court. Kira, any final thoughts before we get the gavel
0: out? Let's get it out.
1: All right. I'm whipping it out. It's well oiled because of training <laughs> day or whatever. <laughs> All right.
0: I know the levels too. I'm like, okay, so there's senior master, Mr. Mr. Sergeant, and then there's Madam Mrs. Junior um, yeah. Trooper, and then there are <laughs> subordinates, and then there are middle guys, and then there's big guys.
1: Yep. And a beast.
0: <laughs> and a beast. And beast
1: boy. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> are Dunn and Stone guilty of not driving the Beast on the way out to the exercise, having lobbied for it.
0: Yeah, I think they should have led by example.
1: Yep, exactly. And, you know, that goes to our point of, like, management or, like, the equivalent level dipping down and helping the team, especially if you've suggested it.
0: Yeah, I don't think they should have had to drive it the whole way. That seems so miserable, but, like, at least an hour or two.
1: I know they said 12 hours. I thought that she, they. I thought that our protagonist meant like 12 hours round trip, but I think mm. it was 12 hours one way.
0: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: Which is like, I mean, maybe that's part of the training for a military. Like it's a big excursion and sometimes that happens. I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I do know in some instances like traveling with all the equipment and the trucks and everything is like part of the practice to be mm-hmm. like. To practice your mobility and the way that you can like, I, I, I don't, I don't have the language, but you know what I yeah. mean. we don't. Ha-
1: we, neither of us have the language, but we. <laughs> I think we get we get why. Yeah, I don't know what they do when they get there, but I, I, I get what I get. The travel part, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. They grease their guns.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they do, slowly. Second verdict: Are Dunn and Stone guilty of buying the kayaks, expecting that they could take them home in the Beast? And before you answer maybe would they be guilty if they just stumbled upon the kayak sale and it wasn't a premeditated shopping plan but we need to hear whether or not you think this was premeditated
0: you know this case is interesting because thank you it's it, <laughs> <laughs> as if you <he> wrote it
1: <laughs> yeah it's me
0: um it's interesting the way we don't give the benefit of the doubt to people that have a bad reputation or that we
1: don't Ah, like. That's so funny. I'm thinking of Taylor Swift right now. (laughs) I was about to say, it's me. I'm the the whatever. And you said reputation. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like if these guys were real team players and um, supported the gay agenda, like (laughs) I feel like people would have been like, oh, that's awesome. You found two clearance kayaks. Like, oh, Mm. you guys are going to bring it back in the beast. Good idea. But because people don't like them, they're assuming the worst.
1: Which is, I mean, that speaks volumes to like everything in life. Because I mean, you know, I work at a restaurant and it's the employees or even the managers that don't dip down to help their employees or the employees Mm. that just really don't do a good job or go, you know, above and beyond when they need to, when something does come up where it requires people to kind of make a judgment or like, yay or nay, something that they did, yeah, depending on their reputation, big reputation. They're going to, it it's colored differently. So you're totally right. So. Um,
0: did I, yeah. Did I miss the question? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess, are they guilty for buying the kayaks? Um, With all of the assumptions.
0: Hmm. I, I'm kind of like, come on, let the guys have the kayaks. <laughs> like, I don't think, you know, that I don't, I kind of don't see the big deal. I get that it's a moral issue. I guess they are guilty. And here's why. Okay. When, was it Dunn who returned the kayak? Yes. When Dunn returned the kayak after hearing the rumor mill, (laughs) that to me was a guilty conscience. Yeah. Which tells me it was premeditated.
1: And Kira, whoa, that's really interesting. I mean, yes, so it could be that. It could be just like, oh, the, well, actually, hold on. Let's, I hear you. And Second so for question. that reason,
0: I say, I say guilty.
1: Okay, perfect. Fourth verdict question, because this kind of ties into it. Oh, I'm like kind of reeling now. Is the, is the senior master sergeant guilty for secretly forcing Dunn and Stone to drive their kayaks back in the beast and not letting them know ahead of time? No. Yeah. Agreed. And then the next one you've already answered is Dunn guilty of returning his kayak to shift the blame onto Stone. And you brought up a really good point because maybe a little bit of a guilty conscience, it could be one of two things, right? It could be guilty conscience from it being premeditated and them forcing the troop to bring an extra vehicle. Or it could just be like, Oh, I hear that I have to do extra work because I innocently purchased a kayak. I'm going to return it and fuck stone.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see a world in which they heard the rumors and they were like, what the hell? I I, like, (laughs) we were in town and we saw some kayaks. like, What the hell? And then it's like, you know what? This isn't worth it. I'm I'm just going to return it because I don't want people assuming that of me. Like, you know, because if I heard that and I hadn't intentionally brought this extra vehicle and people were saying, like, it's a moral issue and you've brought this military vehicle strictly for the purpose of the kayak, which, by the way, like the cost of gasoline for that beast to drive 24 hours is definitely like more than the cost of a kayak. It's it's like my annual salary. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I guess I can understand the move to return the kayak, so in a way, not guilty. I don't really see it as a blame shift, so much okay. it's like a just get the blame off of me,
1: okay, interesting, yeah, i just I guess the question really is with this case did they did they haul the beast specifically to for the kayaks? It's hard for me oh this is I, you know, it's hard for me not to see that,
0: but you know what? Why People else would they have asked t- for it? Okay. I, I made my point about the guilty conscience. Yeah. Counterpoint. Okay. It doesn't make any sense to buy a kayak a 12 hour drive from home. Yeah. I and how would they have seen ahead of time that there were gonna be kayaks and there were they were gonna be mm-hmm. on sale? No, I think these two guys went into town and they saw some kayaks and they bought them.
1: Can I offer and a counter counter? Wait, sorry, go for it. P- no, please do. Okay, counter counterpoint. As someone okay. who grew up, as we all know, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. whenever we would go, for instance, Syracuse, like to the, the big mall down there, that was just like magical to me. If I knew that we were traveling and we were going, I was going to have access to certain stores. At the time, it was Abercrombie. <laughs> If I was going to have access to Abercrombie and we were traveling there, I would go online and look at what they had in store because ah. I, wanted to be, I wanted to plan what I was getting. And our protagonist, he had, he had already mentioned that part of these trips are so fun because you get to experience department stores and restaurants and mm. XYZ that are not local, especially on your base, which are sometimes pretty barren. So I hear your point. I think I'm maybe leaning okay. more towards the other way. I think you know what? They, yeah. they looked it up.
0: Yep, yep. You've convinced me. It was premeditated. They brought the beast for the kayaks. Guilty conscience. done returned one because they. Were, it sounds like you could get in serious trouble for like using a military vehicle just for your own <laughs> little selfish purchase. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, you brought it up. It's a waste of gas, just you know, financially, and then also just for the environment. But also, yeah, you you've just kind of encouraged your troop to unnecessarily bring an extra truck for selfish reasons. So hopefully it stayed petty. Actually, I don't care. (laughs) I don't know. I don't care. And our last verdict question then has to deal with maybe their consequence. Can a 12-hour drive with no air conditioning or power steering and this betrayal hanging over their heads (laughs) be considered an appropriate punishment for this apparent petty crime?
0: Yeah. I think let the punishment fit the crime. That's the perfect punishment. I think that is very cool that miss madam super sergeant was like, <laughs> this is what you'll be doing and you're not going to hear it from me. Check the roster. I think it was a bit of an overcorrection, maybe for some like bad attitudes. Okay. And I like it.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> it's the military. I mean, you, that, that sounds appropriate. I'm not in the military. Again, I passed on my chance to go to West Point, but <laughs> sometimes overcorrection will prevent behavior from unfolding in the future.
0: Yeah. Mm. It, it it also like it seems like this vehicle wasn't needed, and like inefficiencies are not yeah, inefficiencies are not cool <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll be our next like sweatshirt s- statement
0: inefficiencies are not cool, no <laughs> but as I was saying it, I was like, I think this is the dumbest thing I've ever said,
1: <laughs> but it speaks to i mean, I don't again we're we're not military people, but it just seems like. That whole mentality is kind of, let's be pragmatic and efficient and yes, yes, um, structured. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> asking to bring, and I can't wait for people to see this photo of what the beast is. It just seems totally excessive in a world that usually tries to trim that away. Totally. All Agree. right. Okay, perfect. Um, any final
0: thoughts before we go into criminal or minimal? nigh Captain.
1: Yep. Petty Criminals, you can't see what Kira's doing because this is a podcast, but she just saluted me. So, um,
0: (laughs) with that, uh,
1: let's uh, step away.
0: Good job, Griff. I like this one.
1: Thanks. Thank you, Jonathan, for submitting.
0: Sponsor alert. By now, you know, Griff and I love Hello Adorn. They have the best everyday wear jewelry, never plated, handmade in the U.S., life proof. If you see our selfies on the Instagram, you see me wearing the tiny twist and the endless hoop earrings and their silver jewelry with little pearls. So cute.
1: And you look so cute. So be sure to check out their latest drops like the new additions to their popular backdrop earrings. And the next-gen of friendship bracelets that are double-chain bracelets with very fun dynamic duos like hot and bothered and young and reckless.
0: <laughs> also, with the holidays coming up, it's a great time to join Hello Perks, their loyalty program. When you join, you'll earn points when you shop, get exclusive offers, access to their limited drops, and more.
1: So shop helloadorn.com slash petty and use code MINIMAL for 10% off your first purchase. That's helloadorn.com slash petty with code Minimal.
0: Look great, stay petty. What's up, guys? I am Ashley Gavin, and I am your father. I'm Elena Joy. I am mommy. And I'm Mac Injami, (laughs) your hot teenage brother. (laughs) Baby. Mac is baby. We are your chosen family, because you don't have a gay family, and you need a gay family. Every week, we bring a topic to the family dinner table, from gender dysphoria to monogamy to how to figure out if someone is into you. Listen to Chosen Family every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app, or watch full episodes on YouTube to get the full family experience. Chosen Family is a part of the Forever Dog podcast. Podcast network. It's time for our favorite and only segment. Sorry, <laughs> I'll, start. I'll start again. <laughs> it's hello. <laughs> it's time for criminal or minimal. <laughs> Yay. Uh you got one, Griff? You want me to start? You can go. Okay, cool. Um, You're my I, sergeant, so I'll let you go first. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm definitely your subordinate. No question about Would that. Would
1: that be my lieutenant? What is like I don't even know the rankings.
0: Yes, I'm I'm a plebe.
1: <laughs> well, I'll dip down and help you when you need it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for dipping down.
1: <laughs> Thanks. It's hurting my back, but
0: Okay, so I have two special criminal or minimals that were submitted by my parents who oh. just they were driving to New Hampshire to visit my brother and they binged our podcast. Aww. Which, for also one key update, my mom, super swimmer that she is, loved the lapse and judgment crime so oh, much. Yeah. She called me and she was like, that guy is totally a triathlete. I can tell you he's a triathlete. <laughs> that's, they're aggressive. That's how those guys are. She. Oh. I think she's right because he didn't say I'm a swimmer. He said, "I'm an I'm athlete. I'm an
1: athlete. You're and, oh my gosh, that's T. So, yeah,
0: she cracked that case wide open.
1: And your um, you said your mom is like speaking of like a beast in her category and outside of her category too. I could never compete against her. So yeah, I,
0: she's you a know, great swimmer.
1: I uh, I'll take her opinion. Yeah, yeah, to heart.
0: Um, okay, but also they have a criminal." they each have a criminal or minimal i'm not okay. saying they're good but they're su- submitted with love <laughs> with love <laughs> my mom's criminal or minimal that she thought about really long and hard is eating all of the marshmallows out of a box of lucky charms
1: ew that's a really good one <laughs> <laughs> i think that's criminal i love that one yeah i don't know i just i don't per- i don't personally love the like how it, the marshmallows feel on my teeth so I think it's mm. nicely balanced with the like whatever cardboard pieces they come with. Mm-hmm. And if you're only eating that for your breakfast, it's not. I mean, lucky charms aren't like screamingly nutritious in general, but <laughs> <laughs> they're better than just marshmallows.
0: <laughs> That's your ruling. Okay. Yeah. And then my You must my agree. Actually,
1: you probably disagree.
0: I feel like it's like it's if you're a kid, it's a it's a privilege. And if you're an adult, and you eat all the marshmallows, you're a monster. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And then my dad's criminal or minimal is a bit of a read, um, oh. and it's it's headed your way. So <gasps> put your put your helmet on.
1: <laughs> okay, I got my armor on. Okay, Daddy O'Sullivan reading Griff.
0: He, well, he loves you, by the way. You know that. Um,
1: <laughs> I love um, being read.
0: M- m- using the phrase. Rounding
1: home. Okay, he's opened up a can because that's that at this point is now like uh, integral to our pod. Am I using that incorrectly? That's a that's a term in baseball, right?
0: It's it is, (laughs) and my dad says it should be rounding for home.
1: Oh, whoa. (laughs) Um. Okay, so criminal. Because I, you know, I guess I I didn't know the proper term.
0: I will say, Griff, I stood up for you because I said, I, I know what Griff means <laughs> and idioms evolve. Like, I, I, it, the, you're, the meaning is really clear when you say yeah. it. So, I say I, minimal.
1: I say, I'll, you know, I'll acknowledge the criminal just to appease Mr. O'Sullivan. I accept <laughs> I accept my problem. I can't say, I think maybe if you're reading it in like a baseball novel, which I'm sure he's read a lot of. I maybe it's written out as that. I don't know that I've ever, ever heard someone say he's rounding for home. I've only ever heard someone yell. He's rounding home. So
0: I think so too.
1: I'll need, I'll maybe we'll have to go to a local baseball game and like really listen, listen for that. Mm -hmm. So criminal at this point, it's evolved into, it has to be rounding home. I can't change it. And Perfect. I, I would be curious if people in the, in the real world are saying he's rounding four home. <laughs> like I just don't. That doesn't sound familiar to me.
0: Well, you're putting the emphasis on the four to make it sound extra crazy. Of course I am.
1: I'm standing. I'm I'm rebutting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been read. I'm reading a little back.
0: <laughs> I will say, but, Griff, you you're the best at taking a read.
1: It's- well, I I love reading people, and I think if someone can like give a good read on me, I. Uh, I just love that. I love that banter. It's so funny. I don't take myself seriously enough to be like, Mr. O'Sullivan, I thought we had a great weekend in your cabin. And, you know, it's like, no, I want to look into it. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
0: This is an open case.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Well, let's do a few more since. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, Submitted by Gigi. Wearing Uggs without socks. Minimal. Really?
0: Yeah, they're like meant to be worn barefoot.
1: Are they really?
0: They are. They were initially designed. Oh shit! For surfers in Australia to wear after surfing and before surfing when their feet are cold. Oh,
1: but you don't you surf with socks on? You might. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this one came in. I'm not looking at it, but I. Speaking of socks, criminal or minimal sleeping in socks. Um, criminal. Okay. I thought so too. I was a, when I was a kid, my, one of my friend Doug's dad was like, That's, it's not healthy to sleep in socks. Oh. And I, don't, I, nev- I never looked into it, but after that sleepover, I never wore socks to bed again. I just took it for face value.
0: My Grammy one time told me um, <laughs> not, <laughs> like not to sleep in underwear. <laughs> okay, and, I, Grammy. I, I, and I've stuck <laughs> with that my whole life. I, I, I think she was like, yeah, it's good. Just like, let it breathe.
1: i I feel that i don't yeah i sleep in boxers because i like it uh i wear briefs during the day and trust me they're tight but yeah when i go to bed yeah i want it to breathe okay grammy i hear that yeah Mm -mm. all right one more from your end make it good and then let's let these criminals
0: sure somebody emailed this to us pettycrimes podcast at gmail i thought it was so funny Dating someone seriously for three months and hearing them refer to you as, what's her name when they <gasps> don't know you're behind them.
1: Whoa. Criminal? Yeah, criminal. That's yeah. crazy.
0: To me, it gives big, like trying to be cool in front of the guys vibes.
1: Totally. It's giving, like, I'm, yeah, I'm too cool for commitment. And, you know, dating three months, like, I wonder what that cadence means in our submitter's head. Because maybe yeah. it But no, like even if it's you've gone on a few dates across those three months, like I know I know you, you need to know their name. I don't like That's it. weird. I don't like it either. Kick them to the curb. Yeah. Find someone who knows your name.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it was just like a one time thing, like and some he was just being like a little bit dickish, I guess maybe he's all right. But
1: do you think it's know. worth do you think it's worth the submitter being like, Hey, um, just I overheard you say something at this party and you call me, what's her name? And, you know, my name's Rebecca. So maybe you use my name. Do <laughs> You think it's worth bringing up?
0: <laughs>
1: um, I do Yeah, I don't know either. I, or maybe I just be I, on the lookout I mean, for
0: it. I can tell you that I'd bring it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious how you would. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I would too. Okay. That's yeah. a good one. Okay, cool. right, last one, last one. Spinner by cat, criminal or minimal. It's gonna be a one-word answer. Bride saying about their wedding, quote, it's my day.
0: <laughs> criminal.
1: Oh, you were going around your wedding screaming that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lock me up. <laughs>
1: And with that, petty criminals.
0: (laughs) Stay petty.